Good afternoon, friends of Tipadis. This is your host, Salah Hadin, wishing everyone who's listening to this podcast an amazingly lovely day. Today's podcast is a collaboration between Tipadis and Mind Matters Network, a mental health initiative by youth and for youth that aspires to guide young people to mental health resources, understand youth perspective, and educate through bite-sized information regarding mental health. Mind Matters Network also focuses on skills development to better deal with mental health issues and sparks unashamed conversations to drive the youth mental health advocacy in Malaysia. In conjunction with World Suicide Prevention Month, we have invited Dr. Alvin Ng, a professor of psychology and the associate dean for School of Medicine and Life Sciences at Sunbay University to discuss the protective role of friendship against suicide. Without any further delay, let me invite you to my conversation with Dr. Ung, Fighting Suicide with Friendship. Hope you find it insightful. So, uh, Dr. Ung, when we look at the stats, when we look at the literature of suicide, especially within uh, the Malaysian population, it seems that interpersonal difficulties and, I mean, next to um, work-related issues are major um, predictors of, of suicide and uh, self-harm, especially among uh, young people in Malaysia. Uh, in some cases, uh, I've read that it accounts for, uh, I'm referring to interpersonal uh, difficulties, it, it accounts for 30%, and in some other cases, 90% of the cases of suicide and self-harm uh, uh, among Malaysian people. What are the stats actually telling us about this? Well, um... It just tells us that social connection, uh, meaningful relationships are very, very important uh, for our overall well-being. Uh, and we also know from, from research that um, this, this is an, a longitudinal research that was done in Harvard Uni. I think it's been like about 75 years already of, of research. And they found that the single most important factor that contributes to our quality of life is social connection. It tells you. So, you know, if you have a breakdown of relationships, you're going to feel very miserable. And on the flip side, we also know of research now that it's, it, that is already um, being done more of in, uh, in Asia, is this research looking into how uh, sense of belonging and sense of relevance uh, that we are able to contribute. These are also very important factors that contribute to our well-being to the point that if we lose this sense of belonging, sense of being relevant to society, sense of being able to contribute, we also lose that meaning of life in a way. So you can, you can uh, expect that if you're going to have a relationship problem, it's going to affect you significantly. Let me put it this way. If you had a fight with a significant other, as soon as you woke up, your whole day is pretty much gone, you know? And it, it doesn't have to be a significant other, like a loved one, it can be a friend. Can you imagine, Salah, you know, we, we were practicing this morning about this and we had a quarrel. You think we'll have well, a good day? Definitely <laughs> you know? not. And look at your face now and I'm already like really upset. I'm, I'm just pretending, pretending, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. But yeah, it, it tells you, especially if it's someone who's close to you and you had uh, a quarrel, it spoils the whole day. That's just how important um, relationships are. 
uh, it, it certainly is, uh, and there's something really curious about uh, this sense of belongingness. I, we feel as though when, this is my personal opinion, you know, like when we connect to someone, it feels as though we leave a piece of us living in that person, you know, and when things go wrong uh, on the other side, uh, you know, with that person, it feels as though a part of us that is living within that body and soul starts suffering. Uh, and that's perhaps, you know, uh, from from where it gets to us, you know, the, the suffering and the pain. Well, I suppose, you know, everyone we connect with is, is like, are like part of us. So whenever there's any kind of disconnection or there's any kind of friction, you feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And that pain, I feel, has got a lot to do with um, who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we like it or not, whoever we connect with becomes part of who we are. And we tend to see ourselves as, um, I guess, we have some kind of ownership over that that connection. And when it breaks down, you know, it's as though part of us is is broken. True. And we don't like being broken. We human beings mm. are control freaks. Mm. And if there's any kind of thing that's broken, we you kind of like want to fix it. But because when it comes to friendship, when it comes to um, any kind of relationship, a lot of your ego is part of it. So, you know, anything that threatens who you think you are and how you feel in control basically threatens your existence. Mm -hmm. And if you accept that your existence is something that is not to be celebrated, of course you're going to feel miserable. So... You know, if your existence is somehow threatened and, and you can, the problem with us, we, we tend to believe that there's, there's something wrong with it and we, we take on the whole global um, label that there, there's something wrong and it's like us who are wrong and mm-hmm. that's got a huge dissonance with what or who we want to be. So there's, there's friction within us mm-hmm. and we don't like that. It's very uncomfortable. So that kind of discomfort pushes us to start thinking, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And one of the, it depends if, if you are so used to just giving up and say, I hack it, you know, I don't do this anymore. I just want to mm-hmm. give up on it. Then you're likely mm-hmm. to do so. So it depends mm-hmm. on how you see the situation. Mm-hmm. But I really like the part that you're emphasizing uh, on, um, on friendship and social connections as a celebration of our existence. And I feel as though that's very contributing to the, uh, uh, to the fact that we have a need to be matted, uh, you know, for someone we need to, you know, like be of meaning to someone. And I, I mean, that's, that's the human being, you know, uh, kind of need, and uh, there's no escape from that. On that note, sir, how would you evaluate uh, the protective role of friendship regarding uh, suicide? Would you say it's it has an indirect effect, you know, uh, regarding its attributes to lowering down depression and, and you know, like sense of loneliness and things like that, you know, that are major um, um, predictors of, of suicide? Or do you think it has a, a, a very direct effect on the way we prevent and treat suicide? Well, um, whether it's direct or not, it, it would depend, I suppose, on data, and I haven't got that data. But mm-hmm. from what I know, based on the kinds of research I've read, you know, if we go back to the whole sense of belongingness and we try to find out, if we try to extrapolate back to how, you know, natural that is, 
um, I think it would make sense because it's safety in numbers. The more mm. friends we have, the more likes we have on our social media, mm. the better we feel because it's as though we got all these people validating who we are and that they've heard us as some, something as simple as just a like makes us feel validated in a way. Mm. To the point that some people measure their, their self-worth based on likes. You know, which I hope is not the case in most of us or all of us because that's a very um, surface thing to look at. But coming back to this safety in numbers, you know, it's, a, it's a natural thing to have. So when you feel as though um, your connections, your friends are leaving you, that they don't see you as worthy enough, and if you believe it, you probably also agree that you are not worthy enough. You don't even like yourself, for example, you know, the, the main relationship that you want to have is with yourself. And if you don't even like yourself, no matter how many friends you have, you're still not going to feel that belongingness to yourself in a way. So um, back to your question about how, how friendship is, is, is uh, directly involved with protecting us against suicide. Yes, it is very direct in that sense, because we also know from suicide research, if you've got these two things that is you, you don't have in you, again, sense of belonging, meaning you don't feel like you belong anywhere, and at the same time, you feel like a burden to society. That means you can't even contribute anything. You feel that you're useless. You're useless. Um, at the same time, because you're useless, you're also hopeless. Um, you don't belong anywhere. You don't feel safe anywhere, not even within yourself. How, what, how not to feel that you just want to end your life? Mm. And the opposite of that would be, to feel that you belong somewhere by usually having that sense of self-efficacy that is relevant to other people and relevant to yourself. You know that you're able to do something, which is why the whole sense of ability is so important for a lot of people. As soon as you feel you're not able to do something, you get very upset. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as want to brush your teeth, for example, you have difficulties with it, you get really upset because it's a natural thing that you, you need to have. Again, we are control freaks. So the sense of ability, to be able to manage your life with or without friends. But if that sense of ability is seen as being relevant to a group, uh, a place, you know, that, that gives you automatically a sense of belonging. And therefore, if you have got friends around you, automatically there's some sense of belonging there because you know that you are celebrated enough mm -hmm. that people want to be friends with you. You know that you are validated because friends who are around you will just accept you as who you are. Mm -hmm. Even though you upset yourself for making a mistake, you say, "Yeah, no worries. You know, we're still friends. You know, let's let's do something else." That's that sense of support and that basic kind of of uh, belongingness is something that tells us it's safe, it's comfortable, and I'm I'm secure. I may not have a job. I may not have the best grades in the world in terms of uh, students, but I got friends, and that's okay. I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Safety in numbers. Safety in knowing that people. Um, want to have you mm. around. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's meaning in being alive. If nobody wants me, I don't even want myself, then that's a different thing. I, I feel as though, I mean, like to, to summarize what you're saying, uh, 
uh, it feels as though friendships uh, provide a platform for us to prove uh, actually that we are doing something, that we are out there, that our presence is making some changes uh, in the environment that, that we live. Uh, it's having some effects on the way, uh, you know, uh, things happen to us, things happen to other people, and we, we we are able to see the effect of our of our existence uh, in the outside world. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, not so much of like proving to us, but I, I guess it is, isn't it? It's like mm. um, I suppose I'm being quite existential here because uh, mm. I mean, you, you just think about it. As soon as somebody says something bad about you, like uh, you look like a camel, <laughs> you know, for example, mm. what? How dare you call me a camel face? No, 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 no camel face. You just look like a camel. You know, the whole of you is like a camel. Like the, mm. uh, you get upset because you know that's a form of rejection, and we don't like mm. rejection in that sense. Mm. Something like you say hi to someone, you say hi to me, I don't recognize you, I just walk by you and go, oh, arrogant, huh? You know, there's all kinds of things that we respond to whenever there's a sense of rejection, as simple as that. Mm. So mm. if we have that from others and we agree that that rejection is justified, therefore we also reject ourselves, mm. um, uh, it's not a nice place to be. So again, yes. We have friends, we've got connections somewhere. And some people don't need to have just those friends. Some people just need a pet, <laughs> you know, mm. goldfish mm. that we can connect with. That, that's sometimes good enough. And that's why some people don't make that many friends and it's okay. Because, mm. yes, cats, yes, Rashika, meow. Um, <laughs> yeah, as simple as there's any kind of connection. Mm. And we, said it, we see that in animals as well. Some animals come close to you. They don't want you to touch them, but they just want to be with you. Just that mm. being and being accepted for just being there is good enough for mm. them. Have you had mm. that? And in those of you with pets or just animals who just come to you and sit next to you, you went, oh, how cute. You only want to pet it and they go, whoa, mm. you know? They don't want you to sure. touch them. They just want you to be there and that's what they need. So again, safety in numbers, safety in connection. Uh, You've got friends and friends are connection. It's good. Uh, Sir, look, you keep repeating safety in numbers. Mm. Uh, let, let's get a bit further in that. Does number really matter or it's the uh, it's the depth of friendship? So let's say if you have 20 friends and they're all high by friends, uh, and then on the other hand, the other person might have uh, two or three friends and they're really close, uh, intimate, you, you know, uh, nice relationships i mean like like healthy relationships so which one matters more you know like the the, the number yeah, or the quality the, the, the latter i mean the the quality and we we know that from research we have got research evidence to show that it's the quality you can have two three friends for your whole life that's good enough you can have one friend for your whole life that's good enough you've got no friends but you like yourself well enough that's all you need mm. um you know we are born we are born alone we die alone so there's nothing to say that we must have a friend but it's about relationship, not just with people, but with yourself. And if you've got that quality, that's really good enough. Mm. You know, if, if people tell you, you must have many friends. Uh, yeah, but if you just hire and buy friends and when you are into, in, in trouble and you need help, you don't know who to call, that's not nice. That's not good. You know, even if you have friends, you want to be able to be there to support each other. Yes, safety in numbers, but those numbers basically mean that, that quality. Mm -hmm. Just that naturally, if you're living in the wild, you've got two people with you versus a hundred people and when you're faced with, uh, I don't know, a woolly mammoth, a hundred people would make better sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the hundred people mm -hmm. are going to say, sorry, man, you deal with it, we're going to go. Mm -hmm. 
then there's no point having that hundred. But if you're going to have hundred, I'm going to stand by you or three hundred, you know, this is Sparta. Yeah, then that that helps. You know, we die together in hell. All right. Yeah. yeah sorry, I haven't had lunch last. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, sir. So uh, I I hear that. Uh, mm, so in my opinion, it's it's the threshold of meaning that we need to reach. So perhaps for some people, you know, within uh, two three friendship, they reach that threshold of meaning with two three people. Uh, on the other hand, we might have people who are uh, I don't know who might need more. Uh, you know more varieties of 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 resources around them to feel that okay now it's it's the friendship is working you know and now i am able to experience something out of it so when when we talk about uh whether it's the numbers or or it's the quality in friendships i guess a, a lot of individual differences are uh, uh coming to it uh, you know like like speaking for myself i would say one, two, three, five best friends, not enough for me, you know, like people be, be I, I come from, from a, from a history that where I appreciated only like one best friend. I was like, okay, that, that one, I'm a separated from the world. He or she, I mean, like, like that's the best that I'm going to get. So I'll throw all my burdens on that person, you know, and I feel, okay, uh, he going to do everything, you know, he, he going to be everything. And at some point you feel as though, no man like come on now like, like you have so many needs and he's just a human being he ain't god yeah that's that's the word you know we are we're expecting them to be some sort of a semi-god or something you, you know by uh, i mean like that's that's my experience you know i'm not really generalizing this but i felt as though when i had only one best friend i felt as though there was a lot of pressure being um, you know that, that i put my friend under you know because uh, i felt like okay he's the one and he's gonna be everything for me but uh when i realized that 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 gap or that void uh you know within my uh within my concept of, of, of friendship i just started expanding my circle and i was like okay why not making other best friends you know it doesn't need to be like one you know and when i have like a series of best friends when i have like a a circle of best friends uh then I can get a variety of needs met without placing a lot of burden or pressure on or on one single person. So that's that's you know. I think the language we use matters. Mm -hmm. Language and the concept that we use as what best friends are also matters. Mm -hmm. I would want to challenge best friends. I mean, how can you be best if you're only still becoming? Want to be my becoming friend? <laughs> well, I I definitely would love to, sir. Obviously, less pressure, isn't it? Then would you be my best friend? Um, best? Yeah, best. Uh, let me think about it. Uh, on what condition? Well, mm. um, you know, it's it's tricky because there's there's a lot of pressure, you know, using that that kind of term, and it may also. Uh, you know, bounce back your way that you are probably pressure, pressuring yourself to perhaps have a best friend. I mean, I used to be like that. People ask me, Elvin, who's your best friend? I'm like, I, hmm, that's a good question. Do I need one? Yeah, Elvin, you, everybody needs a best friend. I'm like, really? Hmm, very uncomfortable for me because mm. I never thought that I, I, I should have like a best friend. I mean, my friends are friends. There's no mm. best. I mean, I guess now I can say my best friend's my wife. Because that's true. So I married her. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, uh, Malaysia, you want to be my best friend too? Oh, thank you. Hmm? Um, yeah, becoming friend. But anyway, my, my point is, uh, there are individual differences and the way we use language within ourselves to make meaning of what life is also has got a lot of things to do with our relationship and our expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm probably one of those who don't need to hang out with people very much. I've been that way since I was at school and I always thought I was a bit weird. But now that I think of it, who cares? Um, yeah. You know, I always thought of myself as very uncool at school because I don't belong here, I don't belong mm. there, you know, I try to be cool, but the more I do mm. that, the more people laugh at me, I'm like, oh, okay, like, whatever, mm. like, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, same thing with uni, so thinking that I was trying to be cool, but I'm not cool. After a while, it's like, what the hell is cool? <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> but, I, I, I mean, that's, that's the a... kind of phase of life you go through. You know, mm -hmm. I cannot tell you guys at uni, you know, don't, don't worry about being cool. No, it's not mm. going to work for you guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a face that's, of life. that's a very valid point on the way that, that that we use language and i feel that it's very important in the beginning of friendship to set that tone you know and to understand what we mean by certain things when we when we call somebody our best friend you know uh because because people come into friendship with certain concept and certain perspective of friendship you know they bring a frame with them and they put you in that frame and they call you best friend there's a frame of best friend and it, it just means different thing to different people you know uh, and and when when you when you carry that frame with you, uh, that human being, uh, you know, that soul of a human being behind that person, kind of like fades away because you're not actually looking into who your friend is, but rather you have a fr frame of best friendship, and you're putting that friend into it, and he or she has to fit with every criteria and definition that you have of friendship, and that's perhaps uh, somewhere that the, the crisis starts in friendship, you know, because. We, we start with expectations. Uh, we, we're not looking into who we have befriended. Perhaps you are so desperate in finding one best friend, as you just said, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, it shouldn't be a necessity to have a best friend, you know, just get to know people. And like, I mean, like, by the time goes, if you have like a common ground between you and you have, if you have shared interest, the relationship would naturally grow, you know, it, it doesn't need for you to be, uh, desperate about or, or like like carry certain perspective or definition of friendship with with, with you to uh, you know uh into the friendship uh that's from my own observation that i've seen in uh you know i've, I've done that to several people I, i'm sorry now that i've uh you know grown out of it i'd like to extend my apologies to those whom i we are becoming. suffering to you are becoming <laughs> yes. we, we are, are changing becoming. so am i yes yeah yes, that's true we're, we're all not human working beings progress. we're human becoming but if you're nice. being just being where you are really then nice you are being and that's fine in yeah. well we can always have all kinds of arguments bringing all kinds of philosophies in but um, yeah, yeah some people say there's no such thing as becoming <laughs> as being Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so we have I haven't taken my medication last, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have less than 10 minutes and uh, we, we have two major points uh, to, to discuss. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, ever since things have gone online with the pandemic going on and everything, we've seen a decline in uh, 
or like let's say not the glamour, but we have observed a lot of difficulties, especially among first year, first sem students, uh, in terms of making social connections. You know, making friends, making meaningful, uh, building meaningful relationship with people around them. It's all assignments, projects. You don't know who you're paired with. And you just get into it, you know. You don't know who you who you're working with, and that's becoming a uh, a concerning um, uh, fact uh, and a problem. How should we go about this uh, issue with the new normal? Well, the thing is, the reason why it's a new normal is because we've got new problems. And new problems means we haven't got a solutions yet, and we are only finding out the solutions together. So I would want to use the word together as as you know a talking point. Um, students, please reach out to each other. Please reach out to your instructors, your lecturers. Tell us. Um, at at Sunway, we've got at least for me, I've got students coming to me and telling me, and also my tutors that they have difficulties making friends. So as instructors, we can also facilitate that by say, hey, you know, go into this group, get to know each other, find out what kind of shampoos they use. And then one says, sorry, sir, I'm bald. I don't use shampoo. Um, <laughs> all right, never mind. Find out anyway what shampoo they used to use before they were bald. Um, yeah, uh, have some form of an interactive activity where they have an... Um, just lost that word. It went by. Um, opportunity to, to get to know each other. Get them to ask questions if they don't know what to ask. You know, Pretend like mm. it is in year one. Go to someone and say, hello, my name is Elvin Ng. I would like to be your friend. Would you like to be my friend? No, okay. And he move on to the next person. Um, or sometimes you don't even have to to um, mention your name. You just give some, I don't know, fancy ribbon or something to someone and say, hey, I like the way you were talking just now. You know, that's like really cool kind of stuff and do that. Um, but that's easier if you can meet face to face. But online is kind of difficult. But yeah, um, what my tutor has been doing, which I think is a good idea, is to just break people into groups. And then I also get to put into those groups where, you know, we have got this awkward silence until somebody says hello. And normally I'm the one because, you know, um, I'm just that kind. I was like, hi, how are you? I can't see your face. Please show your face because I show my face. I want to know how you look like. So, And yeah, we start talking about stuff and we get to know each other. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's that way. And and all, all these chats that are coming in here, start making friends with each other. Malisha, you've got so many things to say. My goodness, I want to be becoming friends with you too. Um, yeah, and speak to strangers. That's right, talk to strangers. That can be good. Um, and that kind of made me the who I am today. <clears throat> I used to be very, very shy. Very, very same shy. Here. Yeah, same here. High five, man. Fist bump. Boom. Um, I would go to class last and I would leave the mm. class first so that I don't have to talk to anyone when I was at uni. I was that awkward. All right. But mm. I, I took on this job doing door to door, face to face, you know, office to office sales. And I spoke to all kinds of strangers and that got me um, zapped up where I can just have a mm. conversation with anyone anywhere. Um, even if they chase me, that's fine. But yeah. You realize that after a while, it doesn't really matter um, what anyone thinks of you. You just get out there and do something, and that takes training, that takes practice. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to facilitate that, that, that would help. Yeah. So don't just wait for lecturers and do it among yourselves as seniors yeah. at uni. Yeah. I mean, I would say uh, something that, that, that 
I mean, like we always talk about the, the downside of, you know, uh, online learning when it comes to making friends and all. But I mean, things being online, uh, it actually facilitates like a lot of things when it comes to making friends. Uh, let's say like uh, if you're in a physical setting and you want to approach someone, there is a bit of awkwardness going on, you know, like how should I sit next to it? You're so self-conscious of, of your body language, of how to start with, uh, of how to respond. Uh, but that element is not present when you want to text someone, you know, so you can initiate a conversation without feeling awkward or like, uh, you know, I mean like, yeah, there's a certain level of awkwardness, of course, present you know like when you want to approach uh, somebody who's not really your friends yet but yeah i mean like that element at least is not there the other thing that i could think of is uh, the the fact that uh the, the immediacy in response is not there either you know so you can text someone and you could just wait till they're comfortable you know uh, respond to you you know so they would respond to you at their own comfort you know uh, that's been a like a great asset uh for me uh, in, in building and maintaining friendships you know because i don't really when you're in a physical setting there's an immediate you know back and forth you know respond i mean act and react but then with, within online friendships we don't have that you could you could take your time you know and that's perhaps what's so good about online friendships well we can take one whole session on on online friendships um uh, and all but we, we're left with only two minutes unfortunately and i really want to like uh, touch on this question how do we take care of ourselves when approaching a suicidal friend don't be a hero that's the first thing to do. Do not be a hero. Do not think that you're going to go out there alone and do something. Let people know what you, you are planning to do. Keep people, I mean, keep in touch with um, um, friends whom you, you actually, um, you know, tell. If you know that someone uh, is suicidal and you would like to go intervene and you would like to go and help, don't do it alone. If you're going alone, that's fine, but let people know where you're going, what you're doing, because you don't know what kind of situation you're getting into. Sometimes it could be, uh, it could be a violent situation. And this is where I would suggest all of you look up how you do, um, I wouldn't say actual negotiation, but these are some of the things that you need to think about when you go for a suicide negotiation. All right, that is if it is really serious stuff. But most of the time, you're just helping a friend who might feel suicidal. Um, don't be a hero. Don't go by yourself. If you go by yourself, let people know. Secondly, be curious. I would just go with being curious, wanting to find out what's going on. Mm. Being curious with no judgment uh, because go back to what we were talking about earlier. It's about the acceptance, about the validation. That's one of the most important things that you can do for anyone just to validate, even if it's just like, you know, acknowledging people. You want to go in being able to acknowledge every single thing that come at you. And uh, you also, the reason why I say don't be a hero is because you are likely to also be very much affected and you will need some help after that. And that's where people knowing what you've been doing can be helpful because then they are also more prepared to provide you with that help. Um, these are the uh, two points I can think about right now. Yeah, the, two the minutes, thing right? with being, yeah, the thing with being a hero, I feel as though it, it comes with a lot of expectation on our end. You know, like we, uh, we, we go there as a, we go in, uh, in there as a hero, and we expect ourselves to make some huge changes. You know, and have great impact on the the, the way that the, the suicidal friend feels. And if those expectations are not met, then we are ended up with great disappointments and 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 confusions. Uh, uh, so. 
Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Eng, um, for your time today. I really appreciate it. It was a great uh, sharing session with you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being with Thank us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, the rest of you, all the best. Take care. Stay Thank at home you. to stay safe, um, but stay connected to stay sane. <laughs>